Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we encourage people to explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. There are no admission fees, only the honest open. There are no admission fees, only the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And today, my friends, we continue our conversation with our friend Jace, discussing his recovery and his entry into professional wrestling. The chains of addiction uh, are no longer there, and you're working on keeping them off. Uh, tell us about your your forage into the wrestling arena. <laughs> yeah, so it was weird. I was kind of you know I got out of rehab at a few months few months clean. I think two or three months clean, and uh, I kind of just sat down and you know I was wondering what I was going to be doing for work, and I was going to wondering what like if I was going to go back in the field that kind of was my self destruction. Um, and, uh, I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this right. And I, uh, I sat down and I asked myself, you know, what's been my dream, you know, I was a college baseball player. I played baseball, you know, all over the world. It was never really my like passion though. It was never really my dream ever since I was six years old. Um, I can remember watching my first rest and I know a lot of wrestlers say this, but I can remember watching my first wrestling match with my, uh, grandmother. Oh boy. And, uh, yeah. And I just fell in love and from then on. And like, I was always like the outcast, not the outcast, but like my friends were just like, why do you like wrestling so much? It was just like one of those things. And, uh, you know, when I started this dream of professionally professional wrestling, I was 140 pounds, <laughs> um, fresh out of rehab. Like, uh, my, people thought I was crazy when I told them I was going to be doing this, but you know, I put in the work, I gained the, you know, I'm now at 220, uh, 220 pounds. And, you know, people now look at me and they're like, wow, you really are a professional wrestler. Like you did it, dude. Um, but this is just the beginning for me. Like I have so many goals and ambitions for this wrestling stuff here within the next year or two that like um it, it's just a dream come true sometimes i have to pinch myself that to, to know that this is actually happening to me you know what i mean so how did you address the people jace that pointed out the things that why it wouldn't work um <laughs> Honestly, I was like, maybe they're right because I had some self, <laughs> I had some self doubt too. You know, it's kind of a crazy ambition to go become a professional wrestler, especially where I'm from. You know, um, my parents are pretty, you know, by the books people, and you know, they they believe in just having a job, going through it, doing your thing, um, making money and stuff like that, which is fine. And you know, they're hardworking people, but like I was always just a little bit different. And uh, instead of like running away from that, I decided to embrace it, you know, embrace me being a little bit different than everybody else. And uh, this was the perfect outlet for me. Um, so, you know, I kind of said, you know what, maybe I am crazy, but <laughs> I'm going to do this and it's going to be fun. So, and it has been, it's been a blast. So tell us about some of the wrestlers that you first became acquainted with and say, wow. <laughs> I mean, there's been a ton. There's really good people in in this business. Um, I'm sure Mike will tell you that, you know, I met some lifelong friends for sure. Uh, Cole Carter, uh, he's he was in my class. He's a great kid. We're roommates. Um, and, you know, he's one of the most hardworking individuals I've ever met. And he pushes me to, you know, become better. Um, people like Facade, um, 
have, you know, he's taken me under his wing and really showed me the ropes and been nothing but nice to me. Like these people are uh, genuinely good people as well. Um, and I, as long with the people that I've met in the rooms and everything, you know, I can count on these people that I met in wrestling just as much. And uh, it's really a blessing. So tell us about some of the wrestlers that you became acquainted with when we were watching with your grandmother. <laughs> My favorite wrestler growing up was Shawn Michaels, Stone ah, yeah. Cold Steve Austin, uh, Brett. The first match I can actually remember, the first match I ever watched was WrestleMania 13, uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. And oh, boy. Like, that, that's... <laughs> Mike probably knows, but like, that's still like a match I watch all the time. And, uh, you know, I've always, I've always liked wrestlers and everything. I've never, I've never, since I was like an athlete, I never really like idolized other people in that way. If that makes sense. Like I've never had heroes in that field. My dad's my hero. Um, those people, you know, I don't know them. So, but I definitely love, you know, uh, a few different wrestlers and watching their work, you know, it's, uh, I'd love to meet them one day, and hopefully I will, you know what I mean? Well, uh, we often talk about the difference between arrogance and confidence. Of course, there has to be some uh, bravado put out among your when you promote yourself, however. But when I look at a guy like uh, maybe a Stone Cold Steve Austin, there's, that guy exudes confidence. Yes, absolutely. And uh, as he should, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it, and um, that's something I'm learning still, uh, to exude that confidence just because, you know, I, in order for me to be confident in something, I have to be good at it. I'm still very new. So <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I, I guarantee if you ask anybody, I'm the hardest worker in the room. And, uh, that's something I can't say confidently. So if someone's out there and say, wow, how does one even become a wrestler? You just don't show up at a ring, put on tights and jump in. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of training that goes into it um you know you get for me it's one of those things that like i think that anybody who can become a professional wrestler um to me that's unfortunate because you know i think there's a certain amount of athleticism and uh training that needs to go into it before you just step into a ring um so how does one how does one get involved in training when one sits on the couch and says i want to be a professional wrestler where do you go I'd say get your butt up and go to the gym because that's what I had to do. Like I said, I was 140 pounds before I stepped into a wrestling ring, but uh, I made sure I was in shape and I got, you know, I didn't look like a fool going in there. Um, but, you know, it's a dream for everybody. So what whoever wants to do it can do it. You, all you have to do is, you know, find your local promoter, uh, local wrestling company, and, you know, give them a shout and see if you can try out or whatever, okay. whatever their case may be. Um, it'll cost you some money, but it, it was well worth it. For well, me. where does one, where does one go to get the instruction on the various, what you do? I was trained at Iron City Wrestling Academy here in Pittsburgh. And, uh, my trainer, Chris LaRusso was great. And, um, they basically just had me try out and, uh, asked me to sign sign up and I trained for a year with Chris Wow! and uh, it was very rigorous. Uh, I'm sure anybody will tell you, but that was for IWC international wrestling cartel who I wrestle for now uh, among others. So tell us about paying your dues. Um, yeah, I, I think everybody has to do that. You know, um, that was something that was very important to me because I came in 
in a, at a later age, I had to prove myself in different ways, like working hard. Um, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not the, you know, the most athletic guy in the world, but I will work harder than anybody. Um, and I'll say that flat out. Um, and so paying dues, I kind of took a leadership role when it came to like setting up the ring and everything like that. I made sure it was done on time and uh, done right. So uh, the class that I came in with was amazing um, and they worked hard uh, as well. So it was, it was great. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I'm still paying my dues. I'm uh, still trying to get in with, you know, other companies across the, across the country. And uh, I, I've traveled to Chicago to set up a ring ah. before. So <laughs> I'm still out there working. So do wrestlers promote themselves? Do they have agents? Is there a booking company? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much promoting yourself. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I, uh, I'm still trying to get better at that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm not really big into Facebook or Twitter or anything, but you know, it's just a requirement, something you got to do. So I'm learning, but um, that's something that'll come with time. How often do you wrestle, Jace? Um, it's been tough during COVID, but Cole and I, we travel together, Cole Carter and I, um, and Facade as well. Um, I've been able to stay really busy. Um, while uh, unfortunately a lot of other people haven't, I've been wrestling pretty much every weekend. Um, this time between Christmas and now has been the longest I haven't wrestled, uh, um, because of this new Corona and everything like that, which is, you know, the way things go, but, uh, I'm sure it'll pick up again here soon, hopefully on a weekly basis. Okay. So I think I'm going to catching a theme here that the basis of the foundation of what you have and build on is your recovery. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, uh, that's a reason, one of the reasons why I picked this platform, because I think there is something to be said about recovery and wrestling. Um, and there, that's a message that I want to spread. And, uh, you know, it's just the fact of me getting out there and being able to talk to people and things like that, because it is a big problem in wrestling, you know, drugs and alcohol. Um, but I think it's something that, you know, the proper message hasn't been sent out there. And I think I might be the guy to do it. Well, one of the beautiful messages that you can give is to say, yeah, yes, however, here's what I did about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, being that my story is similar, um, I think that some people in wrestling might find similarities between, you know, my story and theirs. So it might help some people, you know, like I said, if I could just help a few, then it's worth it. Well, and again, you might be the only big book that people ever see, Jace. Yeah. So we talked, you talked earlier about some that mindset and we often talk about there's an addictive mind which is immediate gratification impulsive reactive emotional and then we talk about well, what is a really dangerous mind and that's a clean mind and a clean mind says that i've learned so much nothing will ever happen to me again i've gone through all this pain this will never happen to me again and that clean mind begins to think that uh, you know what, I've learned so much that I can successfully drink again, or I can do this, or I can do that. And it convinces us that we're an invulnerable. However, a clear mind is not a mind of fear, but a mind of awareness. So could you tell us a little bit about going from that clean mind to the clear mind? Yeah, um, 
that was something, you know, that I made sure I was on top of because I made that mistake before, um, multiple times. So I, you know, this, the last withdrawal I went through was complete, you know, I almost died. Um, and because I didn't, I didn't get the proper help and everything. And I was, I was literally days away from dying if I didn't go to the hospital. So, um, I remembered that that was something that still keeps me sober, um, today is remembering, and this is kind of weird, but remembering the worst parts. Um, and I still remember the good times because uh, let's face it, there, there was, um, but I remember the worst parts and, you know, I'd never want to go back there again. Um, that's been the biggest thing, um, for me. And I know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not confident or I'm not cocky enough to say that I'll never drink again because I don't know that. Um, but I have to take it, you know, one day at a, one day at a time, as they say, because I know I'm not going to drink tonight. I know I'm not, probably not going to drink tomorrow. So that's all I can say. And, you know, I know I don't want to, <laughs> and I know I'm not, you know, I just have to take it a day at a time, like I said, and anybody that tells you anything different, you know, I think is not wrong, but they just need to think a little bit harder because anything could happen at any point in their lives. Well, Jace, our minds have a difficult concept with forever. If you sit on the couch and you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to drink, and you're that clean mind or that addictive mind says to you forever yeah yeah <laughs> forever forever is a difficult concept but we can always absolutely handle, we can always handle right now would you like to have a drink mm-hmm. sir not today thank you yeah that's all it is and uh you know trying to think about it too deeply <laughs> deeply and like you said thinking forever like really um i've been there i've done that and it never seems to work out my mind just can't process it so I like thinking just, you know, not right now. (laughs) Not today. Yeah. Not today. Well, if you had anything to say to anybody out there that's watching this and says, wow, man, well, you're a professional wrestler. You have a job. You're doing all these great things. Uh, What would you have to, what message would you have to say? What takeaway would you like to give to our audience? Um, I would say to the biggest thing for me is chasing your dream because like, Nowadays, it's so hard, you know, being in the business world and all that stuff. And like, you're so pressured to do that, go to college and all this stuff. Like, I would say to anybody that's looking at me as an example or whatever it may be to sit down, figure out like what you've always wanted to do. And no matter how stupid it is, no matter, you know, how many people are going to tell you you're crazy, go chase it. Because why not? We have this one life to live, like, it's worth a try and um you know and you never know it might just work out <laughs> because that's what's happening to me and it's it's you know it's like i said i have to pinch myself sometimes because it's so cool <laughs> well it sounds like uh you have a wonderful message and would be a wonderful motivational speaker jace how would a person uh contact you through twitter or whatever let's say if they wanted to have you talk um, I would say go to Facebook. Uh, it's just under Jace Carr, J-A-Y-C-E, uh, K-A-R-R. That's the thing that I, you know, look at the most. Or you can email me at jacecar at uh, gmail.com. Cool, cool. 
Well, you've been uh, delightful, and I'm so proud of you. I'm proud to know everyone in recovery, and uh, you certainly are one of my heroes, Jace. I appreciate that, man. So at the end of every podcast, Jace, we often offer a uh, free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait, a lifetime without definitive expectation. 